This week, it's back to school on the Fake Outrage Report. We answer more of life's tough questions like, how young is too young to be telling a girl to act like a lady? And, is it appropriate to do jihad in kindergarten? Hello and welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the show where we express our opinion. If you agree with us, you're correct. And if you disagree with us, you're wrong. Uh, with <laughs> me, right. as always, is the unsinkable Phil Causey. Phil. The unsinkable. Yes, you seem very, you're always very buoyant. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know how to respond. Your mood is very stable. You have a good, good mood. Oh, that's, there are so many people who would disagree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. I'm known as like a fucking jittery, overly excitable mess. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I experience okay. you a lot. Yeah, of exactly. You seem pretty settled here. Maybe, maybe like Sandeep. Hi, I'm Rebecca Rush. Uh, maybe he settles you. <laughs> yes, that third voice you hear today is uh, my fellow Connecticut native. Yeah. Rebecca Rush, glad to have you. You know what it is, Sandy? Is when I'm here, uh, I'm in a very serene place because I'm in like a nice high rise building. There's a killer water view. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a calming experience. You know, there's free yeah. booze, all that stuff. Ladies, by the way, this is, uh, you know, what are these apartments like? Yeah, yeah that's right. If, for <laughs> all, all our listeners out there, there's a cat. Yeah. There's a cat. Yeah, there's a cat. You're a cat man as opposed to a cat lady. Yeah. All right. Um, Dude, I am I'm in a good mood actually. I'm on a vacation as of earlier today. So this this recording is the last thing between me and vacation. So I'm, I'm in a very good mood. Uh and you're out of town next week too, right? You know, yes, I'm traveling? going to a wedding in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. That's awesome. Right. So just as a little housekeeping note at the top of the show, next week you're going to get a special B-side episode, which are the ones we do uh, when we're both out of town or you know scheduling conflicts. But don't worry, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to involve you more than me there, Sandeep. We'll do the intro for that after. So let's take a minute and meet our guest. Uh, Rebecca, you have a new podcast coming out that has to do with... Uh, comedian book club sort of situation? Yeah, I read a book every week that my guest chooses, mm-hmm. and then that is the jumping off point for the conversation. That's awesome. It's really fun. So you have to find comedians who actually uh, know how to read for that? There's actually a lot of comedians who have written books. Hmm. So Interesting. That's like my target market, because I've always wanted to write a book, but I have this huge fear that's never going to be good enough. So part of it is demystifying the process for me. Wait, what's never going to be good enough? The, the podcast? Or, or the book? Any book that I write. You know, I think there is that fear when you do anything. Because like when yeah. I remember when I first launched the show, I was like, am I a crazy person for wanting to do a show about fake outrage? But then I, now that I'm in the swing of it a few years later, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this was a good move. Sometimes you don't know what your, your creative baby, if it's going to come out as a degenerate or if it's going to come out as something that's going to accomplish something until after you just kind of shit it out and do it. Yeah, you just have to go forward. Exactly. So you want to I was impressed with these people who read a book a week, like like Rebecca. Oh, I mean, yeah. I try to read more than a book a week if yeah, I'm doing I multiple it. episodes. It takes me weeks to read a book. Oh, it takes me, yeah. Any weeks. weeks. I have to months. read it slowly and then I fall asleep and then, yeah. uh, you know, then I try. I have to try it the next day and then it's competing with TV. It takes a lot of discipline. We all You're like our, a Bill it, Gates. It doesn't take discipline for me. It's, we all have our own superpowers. Okay. It just was like, oh, let me. You're like how good it feels. To be like, okay, it's Tuesday. I have to read my book now. Like, I've created a life in which reading my book is work. And oh my, like, I was the kid who, if I went to like my friend's house and everyone would be playing, and I'd be like, what books do they have that I don't have? And I'd be like off in their library wow. so you were a, reading you were their a, book and getting made fun of. Are you, are you a, a Kindle dork. person or are you a, do you read the paper book? Both. I don't discriminate. All books. 
Okay. I mean, like, if I like run out of books, I mean, I'll start reading the back of a shampoo bottle. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever run out of books anymore because I'm an adult. Running out of books. Who has no, control over her own Some experience. people are, people always seem to be like the paper book people. There's always like, I can't read. I need a book on paper. So you, you know, just don't, you don't sweat it. You're like, whatever is there, whatever is there. They're all great. Like, okay, when you're on a plane during takeoff, you need a hard book because you can't use your phone. But when you're mm-hmm. on the subway. Well, now you can use your phone. That's true. Yeah. When you're on the subway, it's great to have a book on your phone. And also you feel like included in the whole stare at your phone culture and nobody knows you're reading a book. You could be like aimlessly scrolling Facebook like everyone else. Here in Brooklyn, I feel like that's sort of a thing, though. It's like, hey, look at me. I'm reading a book. Oh, you yeah, know, I remember I feel that. Like th- there's some kind of people who have that kind of attitude, you know? Sure. A little bit of that, like. Whatever floats your twisty mustache, Brooklyn. I don't <laughs> understand how people are standing on the subway and then reading a book. Oh, that's so impressive. Yeah. I, I, can't, I have I, to have I, a seat to, to read. Yes. To, yeah, you need. How do you focusing? You get a good lean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't read books very often, I, as often as I'd like, but uh, I am a, a, a paper book only person when I do read. I can't do any kind of screen or whatever. I'll get distracted. I can't read it on my phone because it, like some kind of notification will pop up or whatever. I have to have the paper book. Like, it's so bad with me that like if I want to read something, sometimes I'll like take a book to the park or down the block, and then I'll just leave my phone and, and everything else at home because like I know that like I need to find a way to channel my... like concentration and I have to go to great lengths to do it. Books were my first escape and my first drug and like everything around me was books my chaos and like made no sense and I didn't relate but like in books I felt like I could just disappear and be safe and like the narrators in books were the only people I ever felt like would understand me. And I, like I just how you wanted to give that back to someone one day. That's right, you lonely children. Rebecca Rush is the role model that your daughters need. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That, I like how she described it as a drug, the books, you know. Yeah, they no, are. are. They, they like help it. take you out of yourself, out of your own mind. You can go anywhere. You can be anyone. You can do anything, which is yeah. all that we want from drugs anyway. I'll suck your dick for a tale of two cities. <laughs> You got the new Harry Potter? You got the new Harry Potter? Yeah. I need those spells, baby. Uh, Oh, I see where you're going with that. Sure, whatever. Has this this podcast launched yet? Yeah, I just released the first three episodes. And and what's it called? Comics Book Club. Comics Book Club. So, oh, yeah. It's pretty dirty. Like, the first episode is called Dumbledick. It's with Dan Lamore covering Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, cool. And you're also going on tour. How is that dirty? I'm very curious. Because we made, we talked about, because we made it dirty. Because we're comics and we like Everything. ended up talking about like the mechanics of fucking a centaur and like, you know, if we thought people masturbated with the wands that they buy a Harry Potter world because I think they do. Is fucking a centaur bestiality? I see. There's a lot of questions that you may have not considered when you read it as a teen. Yeah. That's kind of a no. You got me thinking. about. So my high school mascot was the centaur. So I'm, really? very, I'm very familiar with what, the, with what a centaur is and all the. Oh, that's is that bullshit. the thing with the but with the man's head and a horse's body? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but so it's got like a man's torso. But whose dick does it have? Yeah. I mean, I'd hope for the centaur's uh, sake that it has the horse's dick. Right. Uh, yeah, everyone's clearly. wanting. Everyone's pulling for the horse's dick there. Wait, wait, you're also going on a tour in L.A., Vegas, and Maine, oh, and shit. you're also contributor to Fix.com, where you're doing a series on comics on sobriety. Yes, the Fix.com. I'm doing a started with this. An article called Falling Down Drunk, Stand-Ups on Sobriety was the idea. And then I've had uh, two come out so far. I have two coming out. And then I'm just going to keep going with that. I write other articles for them too, but it's been really helpful to me talking to different comics about how they got sober, stay sober, 
while dealing with a world where you get paid and drink tickets. <laughs> You'd be amazed, by the way, of those of you who are not comics listening to this, how many comics we know who are either former raging alcoholics or current raging alcoholics. 100%. Oh, it's so many people. Yeah, there's it's yeah. it's really rare to see comics to see comics that drink moderately. I'm one of them. Like it's I can awesome. go out and have a drink and I don't have like a problem. That's amazing. I know it, it, that's my superpower. I guess. Would yeah, be, there you go. Would be non not alcoholism. Yeah, you're right. We're always in environments where, like, I mean, most comedy shows or open mics or whatever you are are in places where there is always booze around there in back rooms of bars. And if you're at a comedy club and you're an audience member, there's literally a drink minimum. Like you have to have drinks. 100%. So yeah, you're right. When I go on the road, like I work at the Hartford Funny Bone a lot. And when you're doing a club weekend, you have an unlimited, not unlimited. I'm sure I could find the line if I was drinking. Within reason, yeah. But bar tab. <laughs> and like if one set doesn't go the way you like or say, you know, the headliner is a big drinker. I've been really fortunate the last few months to have people to work with people that were sober like time and time again on like happy accident, synchronicity, whatever you want to call it. But there have been times where I you know, I didn't like whatever. And then it's like, oh, I'll start drinking. And then it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not in New York. Like I used, I have a, I wrote an article about drinking on the road. Cause it hit me like, oh my God, I don't even love the road. I love drinking around comics that don't know I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, maybe if ever we run into each other on the road, we'll have one shot together and that'll be it. I, I'm uh, not capable of doing that. Really? I, yeah, that's what being an alcoholic means. Do you think alcoholics are just like, ah, fuck it. Like, no, I we're just not to loosen up. If it's like a big, important show, I'll pound a shot or two just to loosen me up sure. to go up. And then that's it, though. Everything usually. affects people differently. That's, that's so just how it works for me. What about you, Sandeep? What's your vice? You're, you're um, a drinker, right? Yeah, but not, but not like an excess. alcoholic. Yeah, you right. we're both kind of moderate. We're both lame people. That's yeah. great. Uh, you guys ready to get into some outrage? Yes. All right, let's, let's get, do this. Do you want to do, um, let's see, I'm doing kindergarten and you're doing high school? I'm doing middle school. Middle school. Okay, so do you want to do yours first? You seem yeah, super we'll excited start, about it. Yeah, we'll start All with right. middle school and get younger. Uh, yeah, that's the way some people like to you know, uh, get arrested. Okay, so uh, Texas elementary and middle school caused outrage this week. Where when, in Texas? Uh, this is in uh, Houston. Okay. Uh, where uh, someone brought attention to a quote on the wall at Gregory, Gregory Lincoln Middle School that said, if the more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. <laughs> so this, quote, this quote's been up there. I, there this, didn't, this caused outrage because someone brought attention to uh, well, it. But this has been there. This is at a middle school? Yes. Oh, I thought this is at a high school. I mean, it's not good either way, but that's even worse that it's in a middle school. It's I an mean, elementary it's and middle true. school. It's true. Though. It's oh horrible, but it's true. It's sick. Rebecca Rush, the, the female voice true. of this show. Please. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, men will treat you how you let them. Tucker Max just rewrote this shit and made an empire off it. It's unfortunate. And it, it's gross to be like, to put it on us, but it also like it is on us. And that's the way society is built. And removing a fucking quote from a wall is not going to change this systemic issue here. What do you mean that the Tucker Max rewrote it? Did he write it like from a guy's perspective? Because he's more of like a no. He he has a quote: "Men will treat you how you let them," which is a yeah. rewrite of this quote. Mm. Yeah. I okay. don't know that he's aware of this quote. You know, I'm not saying he like did it on purpose. Yeah, but it's basically the same message. Well, it's interesting because it's, it's the quote is commonly attributed to Sydney Biddle Barrows, who's a woman. Who was a madam, who was the Mayflower mm. madam, and she was convicted of pro promoting prostitution in 1985 <laughs> after being accused of running an escort service. That's who, the that's who said the quote, and it's in this middle school. Well, I mean, I like that they're destigmatizing oh. sex work. It, it's, 
it's gross to have that up at 11. It's just like a, it's, I don't understand. Like yeah, middle who, school is what? 11 through 13 or something like that. It is discriminatory and sexist. Also the freaking smug bitch who like is getting all her tweets and likes and relevance. Like, I don't like those people either. The outrage, porn the virtue people, signalers. They're just like foaming yes. at the gash to get angry at something. She probably, that was like the best day of her life when she saw that quote, made that tweet and watched it go viral. <laughs> yeah. Like that was just her moment. Captain yes, the, the woman in the relevancy son. Yes, the woman who she's, Rebecca's referring to is Lisa Beckman, who's received the photo of the quote <laughs> from a friend. She tweeted about it and she said the quote was, quote, perpetuating horrible gender stereotypes. True. Shaming women and relinquishing relinquishing boys of all responsibility. It's sexist, misogynistic, yes. and discriminatory. Totally agree. This sounds like the kind of quote you'd see on the side of like a bar, not doesn't it? Like as it opposed to a, it, that's odd. It's, that it's an oddly school. placed like right above I'm, like a bunch of lockers. It's yeah. It is weird. I feel like I mean I would expect to see that in like a red bottom store, like Christian Louboutin, maybe. Yeah. Or like get another pair of shoes out of it, girl. Look at this quote. <laughs> Rebecca, I feel like you you at first you said it's true. It is true. That doesn't mean it's cool. But now you're saying it's misogynistic. Yeah, they're all true. Okay. I can hold both ideas in my head at the same time. You know, the outrage I feel is definitely the the placement of it, right? Because these are yeah, we're totally. talking about it's preteen girls and boys. It, it, that is actually a bad thing to be teaching girls is like act the right way. So these guys who are also your age, who, by the way, you're going to mature faster and be smarter than uh, will treat you a certain way. You know, it, it, that's a very weird message. It's it is yeah. very it's, it's <laughs> so, insane that it's in a middle school or that it was in a middle in, school in Texas, mind you. Well, well Texas is where actually, no, Texas that actually makes so sense. backwards. Right. Yeah, I would say that you're right. That that part. It makes sense. That's in Texas. it makes sense. Yeah, because that is very kind of like old school kind of. No, is there another one in another hallway where it's like, you know, like, hold the door for ladies, boys, or yeah, some kind of, is there like, like another even it out? That's yeah. what I was looking for, but there was nothing, there was no mention of any other quote. It's just, the the, the thing is, the other quote was, rape is your responsibility, cunts. Then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was from one of the quotes, and there's a Bible quote probably yeah. in the next two the or boys something. Like, she doesn't say no, that. it's a yes. By the way, you ever, I mean, well, you, you're doing a lot of road. You know when you're driving around parts of the South, how like there's like a billboard with like a biblical quote on it, and then like a mile later, there's like a, a billboard with like a titty bar, like triple X, trucker discount. That's what I feel like should be Jesus next. Jesus loves titties. <laughs> they should just go, they should pool their resources, go have these on it, and just have the top of the billboard, Bible quote, bottom of the billboard, titty bar. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, there's so many church signs out there. Okay. So Lisa Beckman's tweet got thousands of retweets, and the school took down the sign. That's that's cool. I like that social media can actually do stuff, but is that gonna change systemic gender role problems? Is it? Like well. I guess I feel like this is one of those things where people can feel like this is their contribution to the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, like I didn't tell that guy who was harassing one of my friends to stop harassing him, her rather. Uh, but like, you know, we got this quote taken down. So like, we're totally fighting. The yeah, power. I always do that. I'm always like, I don't care about being seen as a bitch, which you already know, Phil <laughs> personal experience. <laughs> oh, and you too. Oh, God, I've been there with both of you, but... Okay, so you know what? This whole thing here brings up a question, which is if the outrage is based on the age range, what is the age range to start saying these things, or is this a last-generation outdated um, sentiment that we should totally do away with? It's the last generation that's going to be able to okay. get away with this. Okay, yeah, is that outrage age range, or is it just like, it's less like, it's just bad, it's just... 
a ridiculous thing to write in a school. First of all, there's and like a you... bazillion amazing quotes as I know right. I read a lot of books. Well, no, there's so the, much wisdom out what, there. What was the quote again? It was, uh, uh, it was, the, it was some old the, timey... The more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. See, I... Yeah, that's and kind of... The more you act like a lady, he may just like run off and find another hoe who don't act like that. Yeah. See, I feel like... That should be the quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I there like we that's go. an improvement. <laughs> Rebecca Rush needs to be a motivational speaker for 12-year-old girls, okay? That would be fantastic. Could be. That would be... Uh, you know, well, here's the thing. What if they put up a quote? Because I don't know the intention of whoever put this up. But what if they put up this as, like, a way to, like, tell women stop taking shit from guys? Like, if it was something more along that sentiment of, like, girl power, you know? like That's not girl power. Because they're lady and gentlemen. Little. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of old. I'm just, you know, playing the, devil's see, advocate the, the, here. The, the quote really is, like, there. is geared towards women. And it's admonishing them. Yeah, and it's, it's, Instead of being, like, treat it's everyone imperative. with respect. It should be just generally, like, right. treat people with respect it, or respect yourself and... You'll, you'll get respect. I think that's a fine thing to say. It's an imperative statement directed towards women. You're right. Yes, imperative. Ooh. But if, if they... That's a now that you can tell this is a literary podcast. Yeah, like where's like the... imperative. She's reading like books. The Dorothy Parker... Where's like the Dorothy Parker quotes, you know? When you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. Paulo Coelho. Like where... what Did they read that book? That's a good book. That's a great quote for and a middle quote. school. And there's huh? also much dumber quotes. two seconds to figure that out. You know, like there's dumber quotes as well. Like you can take shitty ones from Disney movies that are uh, less for pain in the If you can dream it, literary. you can do it. Boom. Boom. I there mean, if you, there's <laughs> any any source than a, than a madam. Maybe don't maybe don't take quotes from uh You know what? Don't hate on Sydney Biddle Biddle. <laughs> Biddle Barrows. <laughs> They're JFK. They're, have something from JFK. What's yeah, wrong with her being a madam? She probably provided uh, a life for a lot of women that didn't want whatever else life was out there. Yeah, and she probably saved some people from, uh, you know, some lonely men from loneliness and doing irrational things. She definitely probably did. Probably prevented a lot of rapes. Her words and, don't need to be immortalized at a, at a middle school. Possibly awesome. a couple of school shootings. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I am one of those people that says that. Like, the common thing with these dudes is that none of them are getting laid, you know? So that that's a whole different topic, though. So as far as Hitler the, was getting laid, though, Hitler had like a his wife was a model. Yeah, really? but he didn't shoot up a school. He had like a calculated long term yeah. situation where mm. he figured if he killed enough Jews, it would change the fact that his grandmother was one. Yeah, we're learning a lot today here in the fake outrage report. As far as the verdict goes in this one, uh, I gotta go legit outraged, mainly based on the placement of this. Like mm -hmm. that quote, I understand kind of what it's saying and all that, but it, telling it to preteens is, is weird. Yeah. And it it's is very weird the onus on women when in the, why are you like, if this well, was on why like is the, the quote just admonish? Yeah. Well, think, wait, hold on. Why do you think they would put it? Try to prevent teen pregnancy? <laughs> Seriously. No, oh, no, that's probably right. Yeah. That's, that's probably, probably why it's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause like they don't want to deal with, they don't have to put it, you know, it's like, Oh, who wants to put a nursery school? There's only so many child development classes we can have every day. <laughs> yeah. So, like, think about, like, the Bible Belt and how backwards and, and Christian and, like, that's probably what their thinking was. Like, oh, if maybe if we do this, then this quote will help lower pregnancy Do you know what I Texas. read helped lower teen pregnancies more than anything was the fact that MTV came out with all those TV shows, like, 10 years ago with the fucking teen mom and the whatever 15 really? pregnant. Apparently, people watched those and were like, oh, holy fuck, that looks harder than we thought it would it be. It did look really hard. Yeah. Now, not as much, but... I really am proud of that because I feel like no matter what I do in my life, that is one thing. I will never be a teen mom. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Sandeep, we could we could potentially have um, teen mothers in our lives if we were 
super scumbags, but she can't. You know? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah. Or just like it was dark. She could be a big sister <laughs> to a teen mom. You know? Yeah, that's true. You could, you could, you could give back to the community. And I have three nieces; they're great. <laughs> you're like, you're, I already got mine. Uh, so I do. They're wonderful little horse girls in training. <laughs> so, so do you, how do you feel about this? Uh, I'm gonna go legit outrage. Legit, yeah, I think yeah. this is. What's What's the other option? Fake, outrage. fake outrage or legit outrage? Oh, I mean, I think the person who tweeted out probably the her specifically might have been just virtue signaling, but I think the overall sentiment is like, like, why is this on the wall? That's weird, and I agree with that. I mean, if I like had seen it, I would have been like, "What the?" F-? And I would have yeah, like probably hit it and then yeah. hurt my hand. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. You would you would have punched the concrete wall. Okay. Totally. The punching school. concrete wall. I think she's gonna. I think that means legit outrage. Legit, legit outrage. Legit. I'm just mm-hmm. in a good place right now. Wall punching outrage. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a good one. So now we're gonna we're gonna take this uh, from the western hemisphere to the eastern hemisphere. We're gonna go over down to Indonesia. This next story comes of us from Surabaya, Indonesia. And uh, we're going to, as we teased earlier, we're going to go down to kindergarten-aged kids now, where in the Indonesian Independence Day parade, uh, 15 students sparked outrage because they were dressed up as jihadists. I mean, they're like (laughs) poor and stupid. Yeah. They were dressed up in full-body veils, and they had cardboard prop guns, which was... (laughs) And people were, were kind of wondering why they did this. And the reason it was explained was that uh, the they were trying to cut the costs for the parents of the students from having to make costumes. So what they did was they uh, they had these costumes in storage from uh, some other like Muhammad educational event they did earlier in the year last year or something. And so they just brought the costumes back out and, you know, had the yeah, kids this, wear it for this, this parade. This explanation made no sense to me. I this thought it was fucking hilarious. Me. I mean, like, leave them alone. Do you know how poor it is outside of America? You know, have you been to Southeast Asia? Yeah, I actually I have. I've been to India many times. Um, Fair. And they have they have clothes that aren't fucking guns. <laughs> and, and they have costumes. Indonesia is like even poorer than. All right, I can't I can't sell that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've been to places where there's abject poverty. They have fucking clothes that aren't guns that they. Ha- yeah, but they it was cardboard. Like, yeah, they, these were like their costumes. I, I don't know. I, I believe, I believe, I believe the one named man. See, the thing here is that the con. It's the context for me because. I don't know if I fully accept the the whole, like, we were trying to lower the cost, but I, I do think that, here's the thing, you have to look at it from the angle of, was this guy trying to spread, like, jihadist uh, ideology and so. start the kids young, or did they just want to do something silly in what they perceive to be kind of silly outfits and actually, you know, make fun of those guys a little bit? I think the children involved are way too fucking young to even know what's really going on here. Um, and so this is, this is probably on the teachers if there is any outrage behind it. Cause the five-year-olds, I guarantee you, none of them have the type of sense of humor yet to be like, let's dress up as, up as jihadists guys. Yeah, That'd no be one's, funny. no one's saying we should be outraged at the five-year-olds. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you made a good case to, to, to shield the five-year-olds. Yeah. No one's saying that the five-year-olds are to blame here, but they're wearing, <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. They were full length <laughs> veils and carrying machine guns. They're cardboard cutouts. <laughs> Yeah. Their kindergarten is located inside of a military complex. That's yeah. Indonesia life, has a problem man. with Islamic terrorism. It's not like they didn't know what that was de- depicting. They, they know exactly what that was depicting. It's like, it's like marching in KKK outfits in the South. It's not like, oh, we just had these KKK outfits. That, okay. it was, it's a real problem there in Indonesia, right? They have, this, they have a big Muslim population and they do have like terrorist attacks 
Uh, yeah. And it was, it was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing. Oh, wow. The parliament. Yes, the parliamentary he, speaker named Mr. Miss a great name. Bam bang. Bang bang. Bang bang Soya Satyo. Uh, he, he said this very concerning and that uh, parents and teachers should protect children from damaging their way of thinking. I do think that's important, by the way. Uh, the, because the thing is, like, it, it, again, it's the context of are we doing this because it's a silly dress up? Or are we doing this because, uh, you know, someone's actually trying to spread jihadist ideology it wasn't even halloween it was some independence day parade yeah they just pulled these costumes out of storage i don't know i don't think they were thinking it through they were just trying to save parents money you think so (laughs) yeah i don't think they were thinking it through either this is no (laughs) why do they have to dress up why don't they just wear something colorful Uh, then they would have to buy something something colorful and they were all these outfits matched and why did they have why did they have just a bunch of guns lying around cardboard cutouts of guns because that's what their that's what their experience. Their their kindergarten is inside a military complex. That is their life. That is what they see every day. And just because we don't like, because it's like oh, guns, like that's their world that they are forced to live in. Why couldn't they be more inclusive with it? Why couldn't <laughs> they? Why couldn't they have had like taken these outfits and rather than having them all be brown jihad color, do a couple of rainbow ones and have like have like two kids holding hands, do like two gay jihadists, you know? And we'll have like like uh, you know some female jihadists. Right, we'll have a couple with the face showing, you know, make it inclusive. Well, because it's not—it's happening in Indonesia, not Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. If this was in Bushwick, it would just be—it uh, would be all rainbow. Because right, most of Indonesia is Muslim, um, but then Bali is not. It's like Hindu. So we've determined here that the the context is not spreading the ideology, but is it in the other direction also? Are they potentially making fun of? The ideology in no, the same way. I thought the context was clearly they're spreading an ideology. They're tra- dressing up like militant Islamic terrorists. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, no that's better. The costume. Do better. Now they know they're yeah. not making fun. They're not. This isn't. This wasn't tongue in cheek. Because when when they're when they're asked about, it, they're like, "Oh no, we didn't even know that that's what we we're doing." I feel like you're bullshit. giving them so much credit. <laughs> like there they're just one... dumb and poor. That's it. The and they're like, "Oops, terrorist... Daisy." Outfit is a very, it's a very standard thing. It's so the, you're going yeah. with, so Rebecca, you're going with they're poor and stupid and didn't know better. Yeah. Sandeep's going at the angle of they fucking totally knew better uh-huh. and, the, and they their, could totally find some clothes. society is ravaged by Islamic terrorists. It's, a, it's a, They know exactly what that is. The, the, that context in that country is very clear. But it's so much part of the fabric of their culture that it's not even, they're not even noticing that it's a red flag. You know what I mean? It's just what a part of like their life and what they see every day and, and what they live so it's like not even going to raise the alarms it would raise for us in our safe white high rise in Brooklyn. You know what, though? I, do you have I a pool think... in this building? Uh, yes, I do. See? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sandy made a good point earlier because I'm really trying to think about this all the way through. I think that you said that like if little kids were running around in like KKK outfits. That's like really good Or like point. little like white nationalist outfits or something like that. That would be a big problem because in our that's culture, true. that's what we consider to be like the epitome of like hatred and terror in America. So I think that if that is the equivalent, then that would be kind of what seals it for me would be would be little kids in jihadi uh, outfits. Because the thing is, this reminds me of um, of this bit that our friend Jeff McBride was 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 writing about, like how much time has to pass between like a weird oh, tragedy a before bit. you can like do like like make fun of it. Because of like when little kids dress up as like pirates and shit. It's fine because those things were awful. They did, but they were hundreds of years ago. And I think the fact that, that you said there, it's you know, it's an everyday thing in their society, kind of 
that's what seals it for me is that not enough time has passed since these people have not become a problem because they're a current fucking problem or jihadists. That makes sense. So that's kind of that's kind of where where I'm at in this one. Are you guys? I just feel like my psychic brain like taps into these people, and I'm like, I don't think they meant all this. Also, like, they I don't think they did a wake up call, and like, it's totally freaky and creepy, and it is like five year olds running around. Like, I agree with all your points, but I mm-hmm. don't think these are like this kindergarten organizer was like out to get anyone or out to be like ISIS. You know, they they should have been more aware, and yeah. they should have like checked themselves before they ended up talked about by us. Who would if they became a kindergarten teacher just so they could spread the ideology in the younger age? That'd right. Be, that's, I mean, that's kindergarten teaching. That's where the money's really at. Yeah, it's, you like it, save up for your assault <laughs> rifles with your kindergarten salary. Yeah, they were. It's like, well, what do you do? Oh, me? Uh, I teach jihad to uh, five-year-olds. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to start them young. Yeah. Oh, man. Half of them are going to be dead by the time they're 11. Sandeep, where, where, where are you on this right now overall? Because this is, you seem like you were into this topic here like you had pretty like you, you're very upset with this kindergarten teacher right yeah this is ridiculous i mean obviously <laughs> i'm gonna find this real outrage okay yeah all right uh, oh by the way also the uh, parade organizers did apologize saying like oh shit we, we missed that one yeah sorry, they were totally guys. like embarrassed yeah. and stuff and they're like Oops, yeah they, you know no, we're it was one of these fake ah, don't give them credit for i'm tired of these fake apology apologies like oh we, I, we had no idea we were, we were just trying to save money no, bitch, you fucking knew ex- you're dressing your little kids as terrorists um, in <laughs> Indonesia. Remember, you guys remember the Bali bombings? There was like these these Bali bombings that were like killed like 200 people. It was in. I don't but they mentioned it in this article. That's how I know it exists. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> I mean, that's a real thing in their country. You guys remember and, the uh, end of the article? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's too much. Oh, I'm sorry we did this. I didn't. I had no idea what we were doing. That, that's, a, that's another common defense of the of the out in this outrage culture where people give these non-apology fake bullshit apologies, yeah, you know. which was like apologies for what you did, which was this was inappropriate and we shouldn't have spread. Uh, it's like instead of oh, well, we're just trying to save outfits and money and we just had <laughs> happen to have these. We fucking KKK we, we, outfits lying we had, around. We had child size terror outfits. Just yeah. we were just in storage. Yeah. They're just in storage. We just wanted to save you guys some money, yeah. save you guys the hassle of dressing your kids up as non-terrorists. What if that's their truth, though? Huh? What do you mean by what that? What if they're so busy just trying to find food and water and shelter, they don't have time to think about if their costumes are offensive? You know, uh, we have the luxury of getting to like, get pissed off question. about things. Yeah. We just sit around and like, oh, what's what am I mad at today? You know, but you we don't have that luxury. No, I mean, they maybe don't. they have trouble finding food and water and shelter because they spend their money at, on a terrorist ideology. <laughs> you know, this is this is what they fucking spend their time doing, <laughs> and they indoctrinate their children into that shit instead of teaching them science. I mean, this is this is where you have to like, th- this is a school. These are children, and you're teaching them, and you're and you're dressing them as little terrorists, and you and you're teaching them that that's cool and that's okay. Right. That's that's the outrage. So, yeah. And, right. and Rebecca did mention earlier, this was in the article that the school is on a military compound. Mm-hmm. So these these kids are clearly being indoctrinated. They're in the process of it, even at their young age. Uh, this is like, uh, act like a jihadist and we will treat you like a terrorist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. You know. uh, I'm just picturing like some southern redneck from America talking about it. You know, like, see, see, you know, we got, we got to, we got to get rid of all, all the Muslims. And they say it with the hard, ooh, <laughs> you know, it's like a Fucking. million women, like canceling their yoga teacher training in Bali right now. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> oh, they're still going. Yeah. 
They're like, oh, I'm gonna help. They're like, I'm gonna help those kids. Starting them young, those mini Muslims. Yeah, that's. I, I don't know. I. I so how do you feel overall about this? You think the outrage is pretty, pretty serious? It or do you kind of not give a shit that much? Honestly, it doesn't like when I feel into it, like on a psychic level, it doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't feel like a big deal. It doesn't feel like some sinister plot. Totally understand your points, but that's just what it feels like to me. Okay. So we're going to go with feelings. Okay, feelings. So I real outrage, Rebecca, fake outrage? Eh, I mean, I have been doing a lot of yoga this week. I'm in a pretty good mood. <laughs> I, I think that, that all right. This year, no, I think you're the tiebreaker. That's so. a really good defense, actually. I think the yo- the yoga defense is uh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, you know, I I really see where both of you are coming from <laughs> because it's like it's. I don't I'm think that, I am not psychically connected to these five year olds. No, so I, I'm not. Either. I do have that disadvantage, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, no, me and has my, fostered some sort of yogish. Uh, yeah, we all have intuition connection. underneath all our fake outrage, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a soundbite. We all have intuition underneath our fake outrage. But I think you know what? I'm psychically connected to the guy organizing <laughs> this parade. Yeah. And he's gonna go biking he's, with he, him. He wanted this kids to be terrorists. I, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's what my psychic connection is telling me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm gonna go le- legit outrage based on the fact that the I think the wounds met society are very fresh. And who's to, to say that like a dude watching this parade? That his one of his relatives or even his kid didn't like get injured or die in a terrorist attack and sees that and it fucking freaks him out. I really don't think that that's the time or the place uh, when you're trying to do something happy and celebrate uh, independence by uh, dressing up kids as people who don't want other people to have their independence. I mean, I don't think that they should like hold on to those cardboard rifles probably burn them yeah i mean and i think that they could have modified the costume somehow to make it something else or they could have just like not carried the weapon part yeah yeah they could they could have had little plates of cookies or something who knows? like does Who everyone knows? have a black t-shirt let's wear black t-shirts and like, yeah oh, sorry i mine's kind of not quite black anymore because it belonged to like the fifth brother older than me <laughs> yeah Poor people but, jokes. But guns are <laughs> such a... Pro- we're so sensitive right now because we've had all these school shootings. There's been all these shootings all over the world and it's just... It's a sensitive issue. You know what? That's a good that, That's a good point you bring up. Separating the outfit from the gun. I didn't think of that. That's actually a really good... So what if... Sandeep, because you, you're in the... You know, we're in the legit outreach category here. But you're obviously deeper into it than I am. What if they were carrying something else rather than the? What if they the, were just carrying ISIS flags? That would have been fine, nah, right? <laughs> the veil and the and the machine gun. It's like the outfit of the of the ISIS yeah. terrorist warrior. That that's a yeah. that's a known trope. So they're they're dressing as that. It wasn't. It's not. It's not like an accident. So it doesn't modify it that much. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll stick with the. With it's the, not the gun itself, but they're they're dressing as and uh, as an as a terrorist. Yeah, and they're making five-year-olds dress as terrorists in a in a parade. Right? Like to them, they're not terrorists. Only to us, they are. We're the right. terrorists to them. So let me ask <laughs> another question Is here. Is so, connection again? That's, we, no, that's just like fact. It's all relative to your experience. And I was just going to mention that because it's relative experience. Now let's attach like a like a geographic uh, question to this. What if for a parade, be it Halloween or in, or some type of occasion or otherwise, we had kids here dressed up as that. Do you think that would be okay? Do you think people would realize it was clearly a joke or do you think it would still be I mean, cool? as long as they were acting like ladies. 
<laughs> well, they have very strict rules in those countries about acting like ladies. So Ugh, I know you can't even go. It's so rude. You can't even go in Bali. You can't even go to like half the temples if you have your period. You can't go. How do they? How do they? Uh, yeah, just lie about having your period. Yeah. How do they fucking enforce that? Like, take your panties off. They like, don't. It's just feel. It's yeah. It's not about. It's not even about whether you go into the temple or not. It's about the fact that they're telling you you can't. Yeah. Like you have to show your underwear. To no, like no. It's just no. It's like an honor system. You're right. Yeah. My I mean, Hindu friend, like Hinduism, has the same thing, and the women yeah, would always complain. And I'd be like, dude, that'd be am- that's amazing. You can always be like, can't go to the temple today, mom. Got the period. <laughs> have fun. I'll watch football. That's why you see swimming practice. But like, I understand why I can't go in like the fountain, the like purification waters on my period. I get that. Even though it never stops anyone in from in America from going in the pool, but <laughs> it doesn't. But like that's fine. Like you don't want to sully your perfect water. You know what? Periods are magical and uh, magical. full of stem cells, and I paint with mine. But I think it's rude. I think it's rude because like women... a Jackson Pollock situation. No, I mean sometimes, but sometimes I just take out my diva cup and I just use that and I paint. It's great, but yeah. What do these go for on eBay? I haven't sold any yet. Oh. <laughs> you got to sell it to, in Japan, eBay. That's gonna really. Be <laughs> they'll pay. They'll pay for that. Oh, I, like, yeah. I so, do a volcano. Sell it a with volcano. the used panties. Yeah, they're all about that over there. And then I made one with a moon, and I just called it abortion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right, so now but I you know, that one, two to streams. one. Uh, now we come to the point in the show where we ask our guest, Miss Rush. I know you did yoga, and you're in a good place. But is there anything you're currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? Um, honestly, I'm pretty chill but i i did think of something that continuously pisses me off okay and i hate a lot of things about how people interact with me about my dog like first of all why do you have to ask why do people tell me my dog is old like fuck you like it's always some person with gray hair and they're like oh he has a white face so do you motherfucker you're like probably 60 years old my dog is 10 like, why are you reminding me that the one thing I care about in this whole planet is going to die soon? Like, I'm a 30-something-year-old woman in New York at a park in the middle of the day. Maybe this is all I have. <laughs> all right, so people are coming up to you in the park and, and telling you that your dog is old. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking know. How are they saying it? They're just like, oh, they're what like, oh, he's old. old. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, he's got a white face. And they're just like so proud of themselves that they were right about something. I also don't like when people are like, oh, he's a chihuahua. I'm like, actually, bitch, he's a dachshund Yorkie. Get the fuck off of me. But that's less annoying than them oh calling him God. old because when they call him a chihuahua, it just makes me think that they think I'm a chihuahua haver and I am not. That's fine. But chihuahua then when they remind haver. me of how close <laughs> that my dog is to death, I want to fucking kill them. And it it's not like little kids fine. Like they just say whatever comes out of their mouth. Comics get a pass because they're little kids emotionally. But like it's true. It's always these middle aged people. And I'm like, well, he's 10. How old are you? You're like, what, 40, 50, 60? Like what? What? He's not old. See, it's projection. They're they're seeing yeah. oldness and then they see their, their own oldness. Yeah. No. And, and if I like bring it back to like, oh, not as old as you. Ha, ah. ha, they don't like that at all. And then I feel like a bitch. <laughs> well, no, because like, like Sam said, they're projecting. Their I own, know. Yeah. But it them. just really gets to me. I like I don't appreciate. I think it's really obnoxious to tell people that their pet is old. Like why? Why do people? Why would you do that? 
Why is that okay? I to can't you? even tell how old the animal is by looking at it. So I think that's such a ridiculous concept to my to me anyway. Well, I'm my dog's only white on the face, which I blame because I did a lot of cocaine when he was a baby. You know, like that <laughs> crash test dummy song. Mm, you know, once there was a dog and he got in a big cocaine car crash, and then his face was whiter. So I honestly, I also it gets really deep because then I blame myself. So I'm like, if I was more emotionally stable and not on drugs when he was a baby, maybe he wouldn't have gone prematurely white. He's very spry. And I would like him to live, I don't know, another 40, 50 years. But it just pisses, you know what really pisses me off? Why do dogs not live as long as us? It's rude. It's not fair. Why do they live so short? Well, they're, they're a different species. I think that's the scientific So what? Answer. Turtles live a long time. Why aren't turtles cuddly? Different different species. Well, I mean, you could, there's got to be something. Like, like my dog. Wait, hold on. What if we splice years. your dog with a turtle, okay, and then you could get uh, your uh, half turtle, half dog that lives long enough? You'd lose his soul. Oh, I'm just trying to help. I think when you splice, you lose the soul. Is that how it works? I don't. It just came out of my mouth. <laughs> it must be true. It must be true. So you're upset of people being mean to your dog. They're not mean. They don't think they're being mean. They think it's like a conversation starter. Like I'm going to spread my legs for you because you called my dog old. Like that's. Oh, so it's in the context of dudes trying to start a conversation. Yeah. Like that's what they got. You're like, and you guys are like, I I understand that you don't know what to talk about, but like a better lead than like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, that dog's not going to live long. You know who will me? (laughs) Oh, boy. See, if you're going to go. He's all I have. Speaking of things that aren't going to last long. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna go and try to pick up a girl that way, I'm trying to think like what a more appropriate line would be. It'd be like, hey, when that dog, dog when that dog dies, why don't I get you a new one? No, okay. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. It's kind of like, can I buy you? a I house think she had it. Just really? cute dog. Oh, that's that's like, great. Hey, what kind cute of dog? dog. Is it? What kind of dog is that? How Your long dog have you is had cute, him? but not as cute as you. How long have you had him? Is a great question. That doesn't bother me because we have been together longer than I have been with any other man. <laughs> And like, I still think he's cute. Nothing he does bothers me. It's like 10 over 10 and a half years and everything he does is still adorable to me. It's the best relationship ever. I don't like when people call him an old chihuahua. It's irritating. Well, hey, you know, so you're outraged that weird dude's trying to use your dog to get into your pants. That, that That's a good, that's a good outrage. I think, I think that's very, I'm no, on board. It's, it's we now know how to. Specifically at the, oh, I don't mind them using my dog to get in my pants. Oh, oh, okay. oh, can we go to another? I got on Tinder for five fucking minutes, saw 300 comedians. So I was like, maybe I should meet people that aren't comics. And one of them was holding my dog. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. wait, what happened? Holding my dog in his Tinder profile picture. And he, and so I. So it's clearly it's a friend of yours, right? No. What? Not good wait, friend. So I bring my random... dog out to comedy sometimes because he's chill and oh. he's. See how loud that I am? My dog is as quiet as I am loud. So you you're met my dog, right? Yeah. He travels with me. He's my emotional support you're, animal, you're, which you can tell that I need. Wait, so you, you let a comic hold your dog, and he did that, or a non-comic? A comic. Yeah, that sounds like, like a move a comic could do. Yeah, it's like in front of the pair, obviously. Uh, no, you know what? <laughs> Men, we're taught, actually, that you that if you have a picture with the dog, it's better. You get it's a better hit rate. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I said? I was like, yo, what do you tell them? He goes, don't worry. I just tell them he's dead. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. This is the worst <laughs> level of my dog is old game yeah. and i'm like wow. and because of everything that i believe in with like spirituality and the law of attraction and like you're just saying that over and over that my i feel like he's accelerating my dog's life and it's like maybe that's why his getting's great so fast because you put him on you're telling, him to, you're telling you're uh, telling like <laughs> hundreds of women every month that he's dead and i'm like tell him anything but that I was like, you, and i don't know that he's gonna listen to me and you know what now i'm re-upset and you know i'm getting my period right now 
Oh boy. Not on your oh, couch. Oh, no temple for you tonight. Thank Not you. on your couch. But it is like, oh, there comes the cramps. I think I just like outraged myself into period cramps. Is that why you have a... You know what this means? Great picture next week. <laughs> That's so true. Art, art being going to be created. I know I have all weekend. Oh, it'll be... I usually only win rose battles when I'm on my period. No, what so if you want to use a color other than red? <laughs> and, and brown. Hey, by the way, is that... I have other colors. That's for other ones. This is okay. a Yoni painting. Is that Thank why you, you have a red couch, Sandeep? So if girls get period blood on it, it's yeah, good? Yeah, boom. Okay, that's... uh. That's a pretty good place to to end, I think, on periods here. Thank you for listening to us. You can email us and tell us about your periods at (laughs) thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Follow us at Fake Outrage Rep if you have a minute. Please go on iTunes. Give us that killer five-star review. You can follow Rebecca Rush online at RebeccaRush639 and Comics Book Club on Twitter and Insta. And before we go, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Okay, if you need to save money on costumes, what happened to being a ghost? Just put a fucking sheet over your head. Don't. How about not the jihad outfit? How about not? Uh, That's a really good point. Go without the cone head, preferably. Be like, ah, this this lynching outfit was all we had around. <laughs>